From the CPRI Knowledge Hub and CPRIHub.org, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today we're looking at student composition and how exposure to high-achieving girls or boys in middle school and high school can have lasting impacts on student success and decision-making. We find that being exposed to a greater fraction of high-achieving boys actually harms girls in a number of ways. The size of this effect is, is pretty big. We're speaking with Cornell University's Angela Cools to discuss a recent study of more than 10,000 students to understand the immediate and long-term impacts of these peer interactions. She joins CPRI Knowledge Hub Managing Editor Keith Humiller to discuss her findings So we do find that being around high-achieving boys does have a detrimental impact on the confidence and ambition of girls. And some potential takeaways for schools, policymakers, and researchers. If we understand more about how teachers are behaving towards other students when there are a lot of high-achieving males, if we understand more about potentially other classroom interventions that might be beneficial, that's something that could use future research. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hi, and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Muller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, I'm happy to be joined by Angela Cools, PhD candidate in economics at Cornell University and beginning this fall, an assistant professor of economics at Davidson College. It's a pleasure to have you on Research Minutes, Angela. Thanks for having me. So today we're discussing your new National Bureau of Economic Research working paper, co-authored with Raquel Fernandez and Eleonora Patacchini, titled Girls, Boys, and High Achievers. The paper looks at a specific aspect of what researchers call asymmetric gender effects, but it's part of a growing body of evidence that tells us essentially that things like gender composition and gender representation matter, uh, particularly when it comes to education. So I was wondering if you could maybe set the stage for us a little bit. What are we learning about these effects and what led you to conduct this study? Of course. So as you said, there's been increasing interest in the impact of being around a lot of males versus females in educational settings including things like classrooms, teams, or even groups of competitors. And for girls or women in particular, there seems to be evidence that gender composition really matters. So for example, uh, looking at the gender composition of peers in the class or grade, there's evidence that having more girls relative to boys in the classroom improves girls' test scores and may even increase their long-run educational attainment. And then we also have some interesting evidence uh, from experiments, actually. So when students are placed in competitive settings, it seems that girls are often more willing to compete against other girls than against boys. Uh, And even when they're partnered up, if they're partnered up with boys, oftentimes uh, girls report lower confidence in their their knowledge about certain subjects. So this kind of body of evidence does suggest that, especially for girls, that gender composition does seem to be important. And in this project, we're actually interested in not just looking at the gender composition of the overall class, but actually who's doing really well in the classroom. So that is, does it matter whether it's the girls or the boys who are kind of at the top of the class or perform the best? 
So your paper specifically looks at these kind of peer interactions and how boys and girls are impacted by what you call high achieving classmates. Can you just explain that term for those who might not be familiar with it and why you thought it was an important factor to zero in on in your study? So it's actually a, an open question, whether it's, it's better to go to school with a lot of kids that have a very, very high grades and test scores or not. So on the one hand, these, these students may help you learn or encourage you to study harder. But on the other hand, they might cause discouragement, pull away teacher attention from you, or lower your kind of class rank which as we know, tends to be important for things like college admissions decisions. So as I I said previously, it's important to understand not just kind of the impact of high achievers in general in this context, but we wanted to know whether it matters and whether there are different effects uh, when these high achievers are male or female. So now I want to talk a little bit about how we measure what a high achieving peer is. The most natural way we could measure a high-achieving peer would be to just look at peers with high grades or test scores. However, this is actually a a problematic thing to do. So let's say that I am a student in 10th grade, for example, and I am very determined to get a bachelor's degree. So I study really hard in high school. And then in turn, I influence my peers to study really hard and they get good grades. And if a researcher comes along and looks, they're going to find a strong relationship between my peers' grades and my college completion. But my college completion wasn't actually caused by uh, my peers at all. Um, It was was caused by my desire to, to go to college. And so in terms of measuring the effect of peers, we need some characteristic of peers that I, as another student, am not actually able to affect. And we also need something that makes these peers more likely to be high achievers. So it turns out that using my peers' parents' level of education actually works really well along both of these fronts. So having parents with very high levels of education, so uh, especially having at least one parent with more than a bachelor's degree, makes my peers more likely to have high grades and test scores. And yet, at the same time, I cannot actually affect my peers' parents' level of education, because in most cases, that was determined a long time ago. So specifically, what we're estimating in this paper is the impact of exposure to uh, males and females with at least one post-college parent. Um, I just want to add kind of one note of caution here. So while we do find that Highly educated parents, on average, have children with higher grades and test scores. Obviously, there's, there's not a one-to-one correspondence between these. So highly educated parents could have other effects outside of just their, their child's achievement in the classroom. For example, maybe they are better at lobbying schools to get special resources devoted to their child or something like that. However, we, we do think this helps us provide insight into the impact of of being in a situation with a lot of high-achieving boys and girls. Sure. That's an interesting way of sort of controlling for for that metric. Mm -hmm. Um, So how did you go about identifying those students and tracking the impacts of these kinds of interactions over the course of your work? 
So um, we use data from a study called the National Longitudinal Study of Adolescent to Adult Health, uh, what's referred to as Ad Health. And this is a nationally representative sample of students in grades 7 through 12 uh, in the 1994-1995 school year. So for over 10,000 students in over 100 schools, we have information on who kind of their peers are, which are the other students in the same grade and school. We have information on their grades in high school. And then we have information on their educational attainment uh, 14 years later. So we're able to track them over a long period of time and see the impact of who their peers are in high school on long-run outcomes. The key difficulty in estimating the relationship between who your peers are and your long-run outcomes is that the choice of which school you end up going to and therefore which peers you have is not random. So we know that parents spend a lot of time and energy deciding on kind of the best schools for their children. Parents that really want their, their kids to go to college may send them to school with a lot of high achieving peers and also, you know, at the same time, provide them a lot of help with their college applications. So it'd be difficult to isolate the effect of these peers. And so the, the strategy that we use um, is, is a somewhat common strategy in the literature. And it assumes that parents make decisions about where to send their children based on the overall characteristics of the school, but not necessarily knowing kind of all the details of who the exact peers will be in that grade within the school. So to estimate our effect, we actually rely on variation in the fraction of high-achieving boys and girls across grades within a school. So that is, do I have a lot of high-achieving boys in my grade relative to the school average? So yeah, your paper contains a number of striking findings, including some pretty significant impacts on girls who were exposed to greater levels of high-achieving boys in school. Can you describe those impacts for us? Yes, of course. So we find that being exposed to a greater fraction of high-achieving boys actually harms girls in a number of ways. So first, it lowers their math and science grades in high school. And then in the long term, it actually makes them less likely to complete a bachelor's degree. Uh, they seem to get vocational or associate's degrees instead of getting a bachelor's degree. And this, the size of this effect is, is pretty big. Uh, we find that an increase of one standard deviation in the fraction of high-achieving boys uh, decreases the likelihood that girls attain a bachelor's degree by about two percentage points. Wow. Those are significant impacts. You also found some notable impacts on girls who were exposed to greater levels of high-achieving girls in school. Um, what were those? Yeah, so a surprising result is that while we have these very negative effects of high-achieving boys, we find that actually high-achieving girls have neutral to positive effects. So for certain groups of girls, um, especially those in the lower half of the ability distribution or those who don't have a college-educated parent at home, we find that being around high-achieving girls actually increases their bachelor's degree attainment. 
And, and strikingly, for, for these groups of girls, uh, especially the lower ability girls, we find that the positive effects of high achieving girls actually counterbalance the negative effects of high achieving boys. Wow, that's really interesting. And did you learn anything about boys in relation to their exposure to high achieving peers? Yeah, so interestingly, we don't find evidence that high achievers of either gender affect boys' long-run educational attainment. Very interesting. So before we start talking about implications, um, I just wanted to ask if you think there's any limitations to the study that we should be aware of. Yeah, so I think it is important to keep in mind that our effects are estimated off of kind of small variations uh, within a school, across grades within a school, and the fraction of male and female high achievers. So does your grade have you know, slightly more or slightly fewer uh, high achieving males than other grades within your school? Our results cannot necessarily be extrapolated to contexts in which there will be huge variations in the fraction of high achieving males and females. So in particular, it can't necessarily be extrapolated to say something about you know, single sex versus mixed to sex schools or something like that because those are much bigger variations than what we're estimating. Sure. Okay. Well, keeping that in mind, um, I did want to talk about some takeaways here. Obviously, your, your findings might cause some people to sort of scratch their head and wonder why. So given that you found some really strong asymmetric gender effects here, I was wondering if you spent any time looking at those whys. Um, do you know what might be causing some of these impacts? And what do you think the implications might be here for educators, for school leaders, families, or any other stakeholders? Yes. So one of the really great things about the ad health data that we use is that not only does it have information on educational outcomes, it also asks students a number of questions about their attitudes and their activities outside of the classroom. So one of the first things that we look at is we look at whether high-achieving boys may be discouraging for girls. And we do, in fact, find that girls exposed to, to a greater fraction of high-achieving boys have lower confidence and ambition. So we measure this with questions about how intelligent they are relative to other people their own age, how likely it is that they'll go to college, and how much they want to go to college. So we do find that being around high-achieving boys does have a detrimental impact on the confidence and, and ambition of girls. Um, in addition to looking at confidence and ambition, we're also interested in whether we observe changes in risky behavior. Knowing that engaging in a lot of risky behavior in high school, particularly if it leads to things like pregnancy, may reduce your ability to go to, to college. And so we do find that girls exposed to a greater fraction of high-achieving boys are more likely to engage in certain risky behaviors, especially heavy drinking in adolescence. And they also have higher rates of pregnancy and having children before age 18. So we're able to study a couple of these pathways with, with the ad health data, but I do want to point out that there are also a, a lot of pathways that we are not able to study. 
So for example, we're very interested in, in what is exactly happening in the classroom. So do teachers pay less attention to girls in the context of high achieving boys? And so I think understanding kind of effective solutions for teachers or schools does require a better understanding of the mechanisms that are at play. But one thing that you know, schools or policymakers may want to keep in mind, especially given the, the positive impacts of high-achieving girls, is to make sure if, if there is a context where, where students are around a lot of high-achieving boys, to make sure that they're also exposed to, to high-achieving girls, which may counterbalance some of these negative effects. So are there any opportunities here for future research, either for your team or others working in this area? Yes, absolutely. There are definitely a lot of avenues for for studying this topic more. And one of the things that's most important to understand, as I highlighted before, is that of what, what are the mechanisms at work. So if we understand more about how um, teachers are behaving towards other students when there are a lot of high-achieving males, if we understand more about potentially other kind of classroom interventions that might be beneficial. That, that's something that could use future research. This would also be a very interesting thing to study in an experimental context. So, so some studies indicate that girls you know, are less likely to compete if they're, they're placed in competition against males. It would be really interesting to see whether there are kind of differential effects of being placed in, in competition with high-achieving or high-performing versus lower-performing males, and similarly with, with higher versus lower-performing females. Gotcha. Well, it's definitely a, an incredibly thought-provoking topic, and it's certainly something we probably want to keep our eyes on going forward. But uh, for our listeners who would like to learn more about this topic, I would encourage everyone to, to read Angela's full working paper titled Girls, Boys, and High Achievers in the National Bureau of Economic Research. Angela Cools, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes of this podcast or to subscribe to the series, visit us at cprehub.org. That's cprehub.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest future topics, follow us on Twitter at cprehub.org.